Hello, this is Brandon Moore with uh, BKMPC Certified Public Accountants. We're talking today on our podcast, Coaching for Profit, about young adulting choosing a career path. Now, this is kind of a, a series that I've, I've started about uh, trying to help young adults find out some things, things that they need to know, things that will be helpful for them uh, as a, a business or entrepreneur or finding uh, what major to choose in college or even uh, what kind of jobs to take uh, in the future. So uh, today I'm going to be talking about that career path. A lot of young adults, they see the, their future as this thing in the, in the, in the distance, that, that thing on the horizon that they're working towards, or, or, and it seems so far away. There's so many things that are unknown about that career path. Questions that young adults have is, what can I make money doing? A lot of people, that's one of the first things they ask is, what can I make money? How much money am I going to make in that job? Um, and the second question is, you know, what talents and skills do I have? Uh, when you're a young person who just graduated high school, you may have a very good grasp on what your skills are, but you may not. You may not have a good grasp. You may have not really tried uh, very many things. And so, and then the last thing is, is what can I be passionate about? And don't confuse that with the, what am I passionate about? Uh, it's what can I be passionate about? Because a lot of people follow their dreams and follow what they're passionate about with their music career or some kind of art or, or gaming or whatever. And they find out later that the, the competition is, is a lot higher when they get outside of their you know bubble that they've been in through most of their schooling. And, and realize that, hey, maybe, maybe this isn't something that I can uh, pursue a career on. Um, and then they get a little disheartened later in life. What's important, though, is that you find what you can be passionate about. If, if you get into a job situation and you really like the interaction with your teammates or you like the interaction with your customers, uh, then you can find passion in those relationships and and maybe serving in those areas. And that's what's most important in, in that line of reasoning is what can I be passionate about? You know, previous generations followed their parents' vocation, and sometimes uh, there wasn't any choice in that decision. Uh, if you were a farmer, if your parents were a farmer, then you were a farmer. If your parents were attorneys, then, then you were attorneys. And that's still, in some areas, that's really basically what, uh, you you see in in a lot of uh, a lot of families, but um, often it's not the case now. Uh, there's a lot more career and vocation mobility from family to family, from generation to generation. Now, what I think is interesting about that thought process is if you are born of a person who has a tendency to be skilled in a certain area, then really it's it's probably likely that you also will be skilled in that area. And that's why a lot of people find success in their parents' vocation because they are products of their parents, not only uh, genetically, but behaviorally. You grew up in that home. You, the mannerisms are very similar. And so it's, very, it's not uncommon for that to be uh, something that a young person can be passionate about because their parents found passion in it. Um, so that's just something to think about. Two, young people today are so overloaded uh, with the possibilities and pressures to decide 
and they're they're being pressured to decide at 18 years old. You see parents that are that are hopeful for scholarships to push their kids in directions uh, that they may not be very passionate about, or uh, they may be passionate about it as a teenager, but as they get older, you know, you lose that flair. I know that that some kids and and mine have uh, expressed this as well that you know they were passionate about this particular sport or that particular UIL competition but as they got older you know it just didn't have the same passion and purpose for them society uh, a lot of times tells kids that you can do anything that you that you put your mind to and, and I just think that that's a lie that's that's not really true like for instance you know if 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 somebody says, well, you can do anything you put your mind to, and, and well, I, I want to be a singer. I want to be a rock star. Well, what if I suck at it? You know, I mean, that's not, that's not really true. I mean, you, I think the, the possibilities are endless, and there's a lot of potential wrapped up in every person and individual, but I don't think it's right to tell people that they can, put, they can do anything they put their mind to. I think they, they really should put their mind and heart and soul into something and, and see what happens. That's, that's generally what's going to bring success. I, I, also, there's a lot of universities and, and uh, academic advisors that try to tell young people that, you know, this, this major exists, this major exists, this major exists. And so we have so many majors in colleges today that are really have no purpose and no value outside the university. Unless you're going to be an academic and study that particular field, there's not a lot that you can do with some of the majors. And I'm not going to mention any majors because I don't want to offend anybody, but you know what I'm talking about. And you, you have a couple in your mind right now that you're thinking about that, that you had friends that, that majored in that one thing or this one thing, and, and, and they had a hard time finding a job because you know, outside of university or outside of a, a graduate assistant, you know, there's really no economic value to some of those majors. One of the things when I was growing up, if I ever watched TV too late or during the day, you'd see all these commercials about trade schools and, and you know, become a truck driver, become a, a electrician's apprentice, become a, a hairstylist, whatever. I think those trades and, and, and those areas are getting, the you know, uh, getting the shaft at schools, you know, the the academic advisors are, are pushing people towards college and maybe college isn't right for them. Maybe they should be, you know, looking into some of the trade areas. I'm really happy to see in some of the schools in Texas that the trades uh, classes are coming back. I, you know, I took a, a, a small engine repair class when I was in high school, which, you know, I'm really thankful for. I, I didn't go into uh, engine repair or mechanic, become a mechanic. But it was really cool to be able to understand how that small combustion engine works. Uh, so I have some understanding of what's going on in my car. But there are a lot of people that that was one of those classes that you know triggered something on the inside of them that said, this is what I want to do. And, in, and you know if you don't have those classes in school that cause those, those triggers to happen, you know, you have a lot of people going to going to school or going to universities and and they have no clue as to what they want to be in life or what they want to do in life. And they're just hoping to find it at the same time, spending a lot of money trying to think about it. And I, just, I think that that's that is a disservice to our young people, especially those that are going into debt to do it. Uh, so 
we have all these pressures on schools and students and pressure to go to college and and all of that. And so what what is a young person supposed to do? What are they what what can they do to to help bridge the gap between the pressure that they're feeling from society, academic advisors, parents, and that thing that they can be passionate about and that that job or career that they can look forward to, focus on and 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 put their life into uh, with with satisfaction. Well, the first thing I think you should do is try a lot of stuff. There's an old phrase in business that you try a lot of stuff and keep what works. Uh, of course, they they use the the other S word instead of stuff. But really, what what is I really th- think about in my career choice and and what what I did before going into going back to college was I got to see a lot of different occupations. And I got to, to, I was exposed to a lot of different things. Uh, When I first went to college, right out of high school, I wanted to be an art teacher. And so my two favorite things in school were were art and theater arts. And so when I went to school, uh, signed up for Angelo State University, I was a double major art and theater major. Now, I enjoy those classes. And and I'm not saying that, that that's not a viable occupation. But as I got into those those classes and, and and really delving into what my future could hold, I just didn't have any passion with it. It just didn't seem like I was on the right path, and it was frustrated me. I got uh, pneumonia when I, in my third or fourth semester and had to drop out because I was you know uh, bedridden for three weeks and in the hospital for a week and. You know, I don't know if that was a blessing in disguise, but it, it gave me a lot of time to think about what I was doing and what I wanted to become in life. And so uh, during that time, I decided to, you know, take a, a break from school. Uh, my parents called it dropping out. Um, <laughs> but, but as an adult, that's not what we call it. Uh, we call it, you know, taking a break. And and so I I, I took that time to really seek out what I wanted to do. And and through a chain of events, I ended up working for uh, an Allstate agent as an insurance agent. And then uh, shortly after that, I became the administrator for a church and doing their bookkeeping and their accounting. And that's when that trigger moment happened for me. That's when that that light bulb that this is what I want to do. The The insurance agency was where I was dealing with customers and I was helping them. And I could see how the work I was doing was directly affecting their financial life and and was helping them. And I really enjoyed that. And the, and the accounting of the church, I got to see, you know, how uh, having a budget and sticking to that budget and the, the, pay, the aspects of payroll and and monitoring cash and managing cash was important. And so that those two things tied together. I went back to school, um, and this time I was an accounting major. Big jump from being an art major to an accounting major, and I often laugh about it, but it wasn't until I had that moment. And it's because I, I tried a lot of stuff. I tried various things. I the reason I wanted to be an art teacher was really because my art teacher in, in high school, uh, Mr. Willard, uh, has since retired. He is, was a, a father to me at the school, and I, I wanted to be just like him when I when I grew up, although I wanted to be taller. He wasn't a very tall man. 
Um, but <laughs> he was a, a just a, a powerful individual. He he wasn't very tall, but he had a huge stature about him, and he demanded respect from from students, and he received it. Uh, he's he is loved by almost every student that's gone through there. I don't know anybody that I've ever talked to that didn't love him. And so, yeah, that inspired me. And I think that teachers can do that. I appreciate that inspiration. But after all that was said and done, it wasn't until I got into trying different things that I realized what I wanted to do for my career, what did I want to do for my life. You can try a lot of things by, by you know, having part-time jobs, having internships. I highly recommend internships that, you know, while you're in college or even before to where you just... You go into the area that you're interested in. If you think that this is an area that you might be interested in, have an internship at that location. See if that's really what you want to do. Talk to your local chamber of commerce uh, president and see if uh, he can put the word out or he or she can put the word out to see if there's anybody that's needing interns in those areas that you're interested in. Some university personnel, the career development uh, uh, staff can help you find those internships. And uh, there are also tests that show what your proficiencies are and what where your talents are and what you might be good at uh, that might reveal some things to you that you didn't know about yourself. I'm, I really believe in those things. I don't think they should be defining. I don't think that, that they should say, you know, whether or not you, you should be in that position for the rest of your life. But uh, I do think that they can be revealing and helpful. Uh, the next thing I, I really think that young people really should understand about their career path is that it's not always a straight line. Uh, your career choices may not be a straight, you know, I'm going to, there are a lot of people that do this. They graduate high school, they go to school for four years, they get a job in their area of, of uh, major, they work there until they become, you know, uh, either a partner or president or vice president um, and they may change jobs. Nowadays, people change jobs, you know, every three to five years just to see what else is out there. But they stay in that same career choice for the, for the bulk of their career. That does happen. However, I think the opposite is the norm to where you start in one career path. You may have gotten a degree in that major, but then as you get into it, you realize that, well, maybe marketing, you know, you might have a business major, accounting major, but then you might say, well, maybe marketing is where I need to be. And after a few years of, of diving into that, well, it's not just marketing, but it's specifically online marketing or, you know, something, you know, really targeted. It, a career path really resembles, in, in my opinion, the flight of a butterfly more than it does um, a bird flying straight across the, the sky. It is, you're going to try, you're going to land here, you're going to flap your wings a little bit, you're going to land here, and eventually you're going to get to where you need to be. But it may be a little bit of a winding tour. And and I just wanted to, to, to give you some peace of mind. That's okay. You know, when I, when I graduated college, I, I was three or four years older than every one of the other people in my class. And I thought that I was behind schedule. And the truth is, is that I, there's, there is nobody that's going to keep me from my destiny but me. If I thought that I couldn't do it, or if I thought that I was, was not qualified, then, then that was going to keep me from it. 
but as long as I believed that I could do things and and push towards uh, those dreams and goals, then there's nobody that could stop me. And even if you change jobs, change careers, um, there's a really, re- really good book about, um, it's called Rejection Proof, and the name of the author is Jai Zhang. And he's, he's uh, from China, he's, but he lived in California and then in Texas, in Austin. And he decided after being a sales professional, tech professional, I think, for a long time that he, he wanted to do some other things. And um, I, I highly recommend that you read it. It talks about finding, you know, finding a different career after being in one area for a long time. Uh, overcoming the fear of rejection. That's what the focus of the book is. And I think that's what keeps a lot of people from branching out, from taking that step into that new career path, is just that fear that that they won't do well, that, that their clients would reject them or employers would reject them. And and I I think that that, that, that is a huge fear that you can overcome uh, on purpose and then get to where you want to be where your goals will lead you there's another guy that's a a friend of mine that talking about major changing your major i was only a year and a half uh, three semesters into my major uh, when i changed but one of my friends he was a music major until his junior year at the end of his junior year they in music they have some kind of uh, test or advisory board that talks to you and from that discussion I, I don't know what actually was said, but from his, from him, I got that he wasn't cut out for it. <laughs> I don't know if that was, you know, just his opinion and his uh, interpretation of what was said, or if that's what was said in in person. I would, I I would hate for anybody to say that, you know, to my kids, uh, unless they were just being brutally honest and 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 it was necessary. But anyway, the 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 gist of it was that. He changed his major after his junior year to become a finance major from music to finance, which meant that he had a lot of catching up to uh, to do. And and so after a couple more years of school and a ton of classes in finance, accounting, uh, investments, insurance, and all that, he, he got his finance degree with a focus on personal finance. He did get some securities license, and he was in that business for a while. And after two or three years, he just – he just wasn't satisfied. There was just something there that wasn't really capturing his his heart and passion. And so he tried out and uh, applied for becoming a Border Patrol agent, and they accepted him. He went through the training and has been very happy in that line of work for the last, you know, 10 to 12 years. And so, you know, I, I believe that it is not unusual and nor should you be condemned because you feel like you need a change. And I think you should, should not fear rejection, not fear making that change. You know, what's the worst thing in the world that could happen to you is, is waking up every day in a job that you hate. I mean, can you imagine a, a worse life than just every day waking up and going to work and just hating it? And in some of that, it may be on you. Some of that may be your personality or your, uh, you know, finding the the worst thing, you're a pessimist or, or just, just finding the negative in every situation, that may be your fault and, and you need to work on that. 
But if you, if you are the kind of person that gives everything your hundred percent and you are positive and working towards, you know, being the best employee or uh, person in that vocation and you just still hate it, then maybe, maybe you need to change. Maybe that is an indicator that this is not the career for you. We used to say a long time in our um, young adult groups that for church that you get dislocated to be relocated. And what that means is um, if anybody's ever had a dislocated shoulder or arm or finger or something, you know how painful that is. And it is it, it demands attention. You can't just go on with life having a dislocated shoulder. You have to do something about it. And so that pain, what it actually does is it's cutting off the blood flow to your, your limb. It's cutting off the life to that limb. And that pain is indicating that something is wrong. Well, in a, in a vocational world, if you're in a vocation that you just hate, and there's just so much pain in it, you're giving it your 100%. You can honestly say, that this is, you know, you're doing whatever you would would do and can do to be the best at what you do, and you still just absolutely hate it. Uh, you're dislocated. The life isn't flowing. It, it, it's creating some pain, and you you should not let it just stagnate. You should not, because what will happen is that you'll lose the limb. And I'm not a medical professional, and maybe somebody can can tell me in the in the chat or in the the comment section that. That's not the case, but uh, I can't imagine that there'd be any positive benefits to leaving a finger or a shoulder being dislocated. You need to do something about it. And when you get relocated, then the blood can flow again. The pain can subside. You can find find uh, life in that new new place. Now, does the relocating hurt? Has anybody that has ever had a finger or a shoulder or something relocated after being dislocated? Yeah, that hurts. And that might, there may be some pain in the transition. You may have to say goodbye to some good friends. You may have to say goodbye to some teammates. And I completely, I've had to do that myself and have had that, you know, with some of our teammates on, at our firm. And I completely understand. And your friends will understand. If they're really your friends, they'll want the best for you. And understand that. Just know, if you're dislocated, then then you need to be relocated, no matter how painful that might be. So then, once you get in to your actual career, uh, there's a lot of things that a lot of reasons people don't change careers. And and we we talked about you know just leaving teammates and leaving friends. When I first got my first job out of uh, college, I hated it. I really did. And because of my um, upbringing, I felt like I was required to stay there because I gave my word. And honestly, when you give your word, you know, that is what that means, that you are now loyal to your employer, loyal to your friends, and loyal, loyal to your teammates, I mean. However, if that loyalty is, you have to remember that you have to also be loyal to yourself and loyal to your, 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 your family. So what does that look like? Well, if I'm loyal to myself, that means that I'm not going to cause myself to just hate life and and wake up every day bitter and angry because of where I'm at. Your family doesn't want that. 
Um, when I graduated, I had two kids, a wife and two kids. And when I was coming home, I was coming home exhausted and angry. And, and it just wasn't very much fun to be around. And that's no way to live. That's no way to have, you know, your kids interact with you. Uh, I remember my my dad just being uh, just every day, nobody wanted to approach him. We walked around on pins and needles because, well, one, he was an angry person anyway. But I think it's because of he just had this career that he had signed up for and he and he felt like he was stuck. And I don't know if that's actually how he felt, but I just, you know, looking back and seeing, I can really see how somebody in his position with a really good paying job and a family to support feels like they can't make any changes because of the, the responsibility to, to take care of your family. And I, I think that your family would understand if you needed to make a change. Now, having said that, I think it's important that you are financially ready to make a change. You have savings built up. You have something, you know, uh, that's there that's going to help you cushion you uh, so that you can make that transition into the new career. Those are the things that if you do have a family, if you have kids, if you have a wife that you're supporting or a husband that you're supporting, then you definitely want to make sure that, that there is that cushion before you make that transition or that you've got a new job set up in, in the new career field already before you make that tradition, uh, transition. So just in, in review, you know, we talked about what decisions, what things that you, sh you should ask about your career choice. You know, what can you make money doing? Uh, what talents and skills do you have? And then what can you be passionate about? It's not what are you passionate about, following your passion, but what can you be passionate about? And then secondly is, you know, trying a lot of stuff. You know, don't don't feel like that you, while you're in college that maybe if if you're in college for finance, but you're kind of interested in, in teaching that you can't talk to a teacher or, you know, do a volunteer in public schools and and see what teaching is about. Or um, if you're wanting to be an accountant and you're in the finance area, you know, taking an internship at an accounting firm and seeing maybe if that's an area that you want to go into. It doesn't have to be a drastic change. Sometimes it could be a smaller change. But, you know, try a lot of things. Find out, you know, make, do some research. Get out there and see what's out there. That's a little redundant, but get out there and see what's available so that you can um, have that triggering moment on the inside that said, yes, this is what I want to do. And then the last thing is not fearing the change, uh, not, not being afraid to make that decision uh, because you feel like society says that your career path is a straight line. Uh, the truth is, is that, you know, if you're, if you're dislocated and you're in pain, you know, you've got to make that, that change. You've got to make that adjustment. So I hope this has helped you. This is a, a, a podcast called Coaching for Profit. And I believe that this, you know, finding this career path for young adults is going to profit you in more ways than one, not only in your financial stability, but in your, your vocational satisfaction. And are you satisfied with life? Having a job to fund your hobbies isn't a bad idea, but at the same time, the job it should bring satisfaction. There should be some kind of, of 
joy about when you go to work, the team that you're with, the boss that you work for, or maybe you're the boss, that something about what you do brings you satisfaction and joy. Uh, that's the kind of life that you should shoot for. Again, this is Brandon Moore with uh, Coaching for Profit. We believe that uh, profit equals your potential minus any barriers.